0: All right, so the big group you're going to be uh sitting you know seated down right and they're going to write down in a white board uh, a couple of rules that you need to follow and what uh and i was like really scared like guys i was sweating i was literally sweating like i could feel um so obviously i failed they sent me home i was one of the first group that was sent out home obviously because i was not prepared Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Ralph Bear Podcast. I am super excited, super happy to be here with you. Welcome to the one and only flight attendant show that will help you not only to get a job as a flight attendant, but also it will guide you on how to keep it. Thanks to each and every one of you guys that come back here to this channel, to this episode, to this podcast, not only to learn, not only to prepare for the flight attendant interview, but also to get inspired and grow as your flight attendant career grows as well. So thanks to each and every one of you guys. Thanks for the love and support. If you haven't done so, if you're new to my channel, new to the podcast, go ahead and hit the subscribe button and also consider leaving uh, leaving a review. If you're listening to me over Apple Podcasts or Spotify, consider leaving a review. And I'm pretty sure that will really help this podcast and channel to grow and positioning into the right listeners. Just like you. My name is Alexis and I am the host of this podcast and in today's episode we're going to be talking about Delta's flight attendant face-to-face interview. I will be diving in into the actual face-to-face and what you can expect from it. So stay tuned because every piece of information can really help you stand out at the face-to-face. I also want to uh, give a shout out to one of you guys. Um, that usually leave a review inside of the podcast and this one goes for uh, right here let me just get it Um, this one goes for um, Jess Bass Um, this person says keep up the good work nobody has a podcast built for flight attendant's career and the flight attendant life you're you you really want us to be successful and you share what others don't keep up the good work thank you i appreciate it thank you for your time thank you for the love and support thank you guys and if you feel like you find value in this content go ahead and share it so without further ado let's go ahead and start You know, guys, um, I love being transparent with all of you guys. And uh, one of the things that I love is sharing what other people's can. I love sharing, you know, things that nobody can tell you. And one of the things that most people won't tell you is what happened inside of the actual face-to-face interview for Delta Airlines it it seems to be like this secret society that you cannot talk about it but I will you know I will you know have you uh, prepare for your next face-to-face interview so I want to share a little bit about me when I started my journey you know of becoming a flight attendant I didn't have that much help and uh, like right now I am really knowledgeable about the process because all the mistakes that I made and I remember when I went the first time to Delta's face to face interview, I was one of the first group that happened to be in the one on one interview because, you know, I will tell you in just a second how that goes, but I was part of that first group. They put me in that room, and the first question that the girl that was conducting the interview, she was really young. She had, like, long hair. She looked really pretty back then, and that was even before using the purple uniform. She she was uh, with a black jacket, white shirt, red uh, red scarves, and, you know, um, no, it was like a black dress that actually, you know, ties up over here, and, and black um scarf that's what she had and she asked me do you know what is this and i'm like no when she pointed out it was the start method and she was like you don't know you're not familiar with the start method and i was like no unfortunately uh and i was like really scared like guys i was sweating i was literally sweating like i could feel the sweat going below my arms like right here all the way down to you know and, and also like going down in my back like when you're sweating you can feel how that feels right and because of the air conditioning it was like that chilly moment it was really weird but i was really nervous um and obviously i didn't know how to use the start method and when she was asking me questions behavior questions i was not able to provide the answers that they were looking for um, so obviously, I failed. They sent me home. I was one of the first group that was sent out home, obviously, because I was not prepared. So today, I don't want you to go through the same thing. And before we even dive in into uh, the, the the whole thing that happens inside of the interview, I want to do something. If you got here, if you're here and you got to the point where you're going to the face-to-face interview, is because... They already saw something in you. They already saw something when you did the virtual job tryout. They already saw something when you did uh, the pre-recorded video interview. So they already pre-selected you and moved you over to the face-to-face. It means that you have what they are looking for. The only thing that needs to happen is you believing that you have what they are looking for. And even if you're you know, listening to me over Apple Podcasts, if you're listening to me you know, over Spotify or even here on YouTube, I want you to repeat after me. I believe in myself. I have what they are looking for. Once again, I believe in myself and I have what they are looking for. I want you to repeat this as much as possible until you, you know, keep this and write this down in your brain, in your heart, in your, you know, in your feelings and you get confident enough to go there and grab that C-J-O. So I want to start by telling you a couple of tips, right? So the first tip is, right now, if you're being invited to the face-to-face, you should have an email or a couple of emails. One of those emails will have a couple of links in it. I want you to go through those emails and click on every single link. If you're listening to me, guys, go ahead and click on any of those links. One of those links will get will take you to an online PDF that you can scroll left and right. That PDF, a PDF has crucial information about the face-to-face. That PDF has um, things on how to dress properly, uh, how to get there. And it also has like tips that nobody read about the card section, the you know the card section that you will do. It has even tips on how to do and perform the reach or snap test. And it has even tips on how to conduct the one-on-one. So... If you read that through and thoroughly, you will find really good information on how can you uh, successfully pass Delta's face-to-face interview. That's the first step, right? The second tip is once you are in your hotel the day before of your interview, prepare to get there early. It could be doing Lyft. It could be doing over private taxi, whatever it is get there early and not as early as you think, you know, not like 45 minutes an hour. I would really recommend between 20 to 15 minutes before the interview because this will allow you time for you to um, connect with other people. This will allow you time to interact with others, will allow you time to engage with the recruiters if there are any of those, you know, around you guys. So it is really important that you take time for you to uh, mingle there and talk to others a smile and start showing who you are that is a great opportunity for you to mingle and connect to the others so what happens inside of the interview usually is that once you get there so let's start by talking once you get there right once you get there you guys are going to be mingling and talking for, you know, 20 to 40 minutes before the actual starting time. They're going to start on time, right? So at seven, if you're the morning group at seven, they will be dividing you guys in three groups. They will take you guys up. They will do like a little introduction and they will divide you guys in three groups. Group A, is usually the one that does the one-on-one interview first, right? So this is the group A, goes, that group goes and conduct the one-on-one. At the same time, the B group is the one that will be doing um, the, the Q&A section up front. And then the C group is the one that is going to be conducting the car or the group activity, okay? The B group also will be doing the Q&A. Uh, alongside with the reach and snap test. So we're going to talk about that in just a second. But first, let's talk about the A group. So once you're divided into those three groups, everybody will will be doing your thing, right? So the A group will be conducting the one-on-one. First tip for the one-on-one, you have to make sure that you're familiar with the start method. It's pretty simple. The start method, guys, is just a way for you to tell a story. That's all you got to use the START method for you to build in a story, a compelling story that will tell the interviewer that you're capable of the certain things that they're asking you. Um, the START method is usually uh, used to answer behavioral questions. How do you know that they are asking you a behavioral question? I will tell you right now. Usually they ask you, can you please tell me about a time? Can you please describe an event that you did something like this? Usually questions like, please tell me about a time that you had a difficult situation. Can you please share a time that you encounter a difficult customer? Those are, um, you know, questions that are asking you to go back in time and bring in a story using the start method, right? And... After using the start method to answer those questions, they might probably ask you a couple of questions, one or two situational questions. Situational questions are usually those questions that will have a little situation for you to think about, right? They will tell you, like, what happened if a customer doesn't want to comply with the seatbelt sign? Hmm, You got to think about it. Or what happened um, if you see two customers arguing over a seat? Right. So right there, they're asking you a specific question um, and a specific answer for that specific scenario. What you got to do is look for the cue. The cue is, what will you do? Or sometimes they they will ask you, how will you handle it? That's the cue. So when you're in front of the interviewer, when you're right there, guys, and they're asking you situational questions. Do not use your start method. That's what I recommend. Do not use your start method for situational questions. If you see the cue, if you hear the cue, how would you handle it, or what would you do? You are in front of a situational questions that needs uh, that you need to use your best judgment. But instead, if they ask you, tell me about a time, describe a specific uh, situation. Tell me about You know, in a specific moment in your work history, it means that they're asking you to go back in time, bring in a story. And if you have to bring in a story, what do you have to use? Again, the start method. So that's why it is crucial that you practice using the start method, not memorizing answers, but practice uh, using the start method because it will help you a lot. The second thing is that at the end of that part of the interview, they will ask you, do you have any questions for us? The answer should be always yes. You have questions for them. You should have questions written down in your, you know, obviously, in your memory to ask them. What questions, Alexis, can I ask? You might be thinking, right? Well, you can ask questions related to the job, related to the company. A good question, guys. This is me. Um, usually, when I when I have gone to any interview, regardless aviation or any other, when I ask the question. Related to the core values, usually those are people that have a very long time working with the company and they forget about the core values. And that question usually makes them think. When you make somebody think, it, br- it, br- it brings something in their mind like, oh, hmm, this, this person is like, oh, it's asking me something good, right? So you got to position yourself the same thing I do, right? So you got to ask questions like that. What is One of the questions that I ask is like, from the core values of the company, from respect, honesty, whatever, what is it that you identify? Which one of them do you identify the most? That's kind of the question that I ask. From the core values, which one do you identify yourself the most? Or... Can you please uh, share with me your, you know, uh, the core value that is your favorite or something like that? And also you can say, can you please tell me a little bit about the culture of the company? I read on the website that you guys are very um, diverse and things like that. Can you please share a little bit about it? Or you can ask questions related to the job. Uh, you can ask, um, "You're hiring me as a flight attendant. Is there any, um, you know, challenge that the basin specific that you guys are hiring is facing, and how by hiring me and hiring other flight attendants, we will be able to help you guys out to overcome this challenge or these challenges?" Like questions like that, you can ask, and I'm pretty sure you will you will be positioning yourself. In a way that you that you will stand out. That's another thing, guys. Like I always talk about, stand out. You have to make sure that you stand out at the interview, from your starting point at the mingling section until you are in the one on one. You have to make sure that you that you stand out. And how do you do that? By doing things like this, by asking the proper and the right questions. Also, you can ask questions about the reserve life. You can ask even more personal questions, such as like, um, are you on reserve? For how long have you been on reserve? Can you please tell me your biggest challenges as a reserve flight attendant? How can I become a good commuter? Or what is your best recommendation to be a commuter? Like things like that, you can ask the recruiter, and I'm pretty sure they will be really, really happy to answer those questions for you. So let's continue. So if you happen to be in the A group, this is exactly what you can expect inside of the interview. So if you happen to be in the B group, you will be in the Q&A section. Hear me out. (laughs) You need to listen to this really, really carefully, guys. Okay. So in the Q&A section is a section where you guys going to be seated, right? All of you guys. And I remember myself that I was seated. I was there. Oh, my God. I was so embarrassed, guys, um, that I was looking at other candidates. They had like a really nice suit. Um, they, they were dressed up really professional with their ties and all that. And I was looking at myself and the way that I was dressing up. It was not enough. Like I was not it was enough to go to the interview, but not to earn a C.J.O., obviously taking taking into account the competition so we were seated and I was looking at myself and I had a black pants I see these really ugly pants old black pants that I had um obviously I didn't have the phones to you know buy a new ones but I, just telling you guys how how it was and I had a white shirt a gray um, dark gray or sharker gray uh, jacket and a red tie that's all I had. Um, and I saw most of the um, you know interviewees having a full suit. And that was like really embarrassing for me, um, feeling embarrassing. I don't think it was embarrassing in terms of like I was embarrassed by others, but I was feeling like that. And I don't know how many of you guys – right now don't have you know the opportunity to buy a suit buy you know um a pair of pants or something like that i want to say i truly understand if you can invest in a good suit i think i have talked about this in another videos um you know that you need to invest but if you can just go with the best that you can and all you got to bring is that you know how can you make a difference with who you are with your personality how can you use your personality to really stand out how can your personality be remembered by the interviewer and all stars by mingling All it starts by being down there, mingling and talking to others, recognizing who are, you know, good people to talk to, who are the recruiters that might be have the power to say, hey, I really want to work with you. I really want you to stay. I really want you to become a Delta's flight attendant. All right. So the big group, you're going to be uh, sitting, you know, seated down. Right. And they're going to write down in a white board. A couple of rules that you need to follow. And when I say you need to follow is follow to the T. It's going to be something really simple. Tell me your name. Tell me where you're coming from and what is your favorite color. Usually they will give you an example. But what they're looking for is people that can follow instruction and hold on to their feelings to themselves and do what you've been asked, right? What they asked you, tell your name, uh, tell me where you're coming from and what is your favorite color, Usually, this is the mistake that most people make. Hi, my name is Alexis. I am from Colorado where, you know, right now it's really cold and I like it because I love to be in cold weather. And my favorite color is blue because the ocean is blue and I love how, you know, the ocean looks like. Wrong. You actually hit the three points, but you, know, you didn't follow instructions. This is a very vague um, Um kind of like it's simple, but it's just making acting to the drama of how many people actually fail by just not following instructions. What they want is something like this: Hi, my name is Alexis, I am from Chicago, and my favorite color is blue. You see, I smile, I was very confident, I was you know projecting good. Uh, good energy, but I just, you know, follow instruction. I didn't break the instructions. I follow it. I follow them to the T and that's what I'm recommending you. Then in the Q&A section, that's the first part. Then they will be opening the room to like, hey, do you want, do you guys have any questions? Yes, you have questions. Here is your opportunity again to make a huge impact, to stand out and be remembered become visible you have to become visible remember all about the interviews group interviews is all about standing out you got to make sure that you become visible that you stand out in the interview and that you let them remember you when they're making a decision to say who are the flight attendants and who are the candidates that we want them to work with us you want to be in the list you want to be you know in that selection uh list So you got to make sure that you're staying down in your interview. So you got to ask questions such as like, you know, reserve life, a schedule. You can ask their, uh, you know, scheduling questions. It is really important to know their schedule and they will be more than happy to answer those scheduling uh, questions for you. You got to make sure that you ask questions, you know, related to the reserve life, commuting. You know um, how easy it is for you to commute. How? Tell me about your experience. You can a- even ask them in a in a personal level. How it is your experience? You know, as a commuter. What is it that you look for when you're commuting? What is it that you look for in a base? Tell me about, you know, San Diego. Sorry, Ana San Diego. Seattle base. Tell me about, um, you know, uh, Salt Lake City base. Tell me about Atlanta base. Um, how many trips international can you get in your first months or something like that? Like, ask question. And the minimum, what I recommend, the minimum questions that you can ask are two questions. So this, that's the minimum. That's the minimum. And the max four questions. That's what I recommend. That's what I recommend. And I see a lot of people, you know, really getting higher following this that I'm, you know, really telling you right now. So another thing that I want to say, and this is the best tip that I can tell you, is participate in that section. You will be going back and forth, like I told you before, the big group will be doing and conducting the reach test. So you're going to be back and forth, right? Um, I remember that I was the third person to ask a question. So I asked my first question, and I remember my first question that I asked uh, was um, how easy it is to commute to Atlanta from uh, from New York to Atlanta and from Atlanta to New York if you haven't had that opportunity and that gave you know he answered me oh I was based out of New York you know four years ago yada yada and it was like a very you know personal personable um, answer he gave me a very personable answer and I was really happy then I ran into the reach test and that took me about like I don't know like 10 minutes um And I did the reach test, I did the snap test, and I will give you a couple of tips for that too. Uh, And I came back and I had the opportunity to ask ask two more questions. And by the third question, I knew in the way that he he and she were looking at me, I knew for a fact that I was making an impact. I knew that I was becoming visible because by that time, they already knew my name. They were not looking at my badge. They were like, oh, is yes. And they were like literally, you know, answering the questions like, um, you know, telling my name. And at that point, I knew like, hey, this is I'm doing the right thing. And that's what you want. You want to make a huge impact that they can remember you at any point, at any given point of the interview. So let's talk about the reach test. When you are wanting the reach test, uh, like I said, you need to go to that PDF, right? And you need to look at the tips that they are giving you for the PD for the reach and a snap test. For the reach test, there will be a photo that shows you exactly what they're looking for. There's no way around it, right? Uh, and for the um, for the jump seat test, you gotta make sure that you sit down, and obviously that you that you put your back straight, obviously facing forward. And smiling with your palms relaxing over your uh, legs. All right? On top of your thighs. That's it. That That's the position. You got to be smiling. One trick. They will try to distract you by talking to you and, you know, laughing with you. They just want you to break that brace position, but do not do it. Just keep it like that. Smiling. If you're watching me over YouTube, you can see that I'm doing it right now. Just, you know, smiling. And obviously you know, wait until say like, ah, okay, that's okay, that's fine. You're good. You can go out and wait or whatever. That's the only time you're going to break that brace position. If not, just keep it smiling. And I'm pretty sure that's going to be a very good point for you to pass that little activity. Many people, you know, don't pass it for some reason, but I am giving you the best tips for you to do it if you're listening to me once again over apple podcast i want to say consider leaving a review if you're watching over here on youtube please 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 go ahead and smash the like button on both platforms it will help um, support what i do it will help to continue you know improving and showing this episode to the right listeners aspiring flight attendants just like you that are looking for the best tips and strategies and the best thing that you can do to help me is sharing this content to anybody that is looking for a solution or that is looking for ideas on what to expect in the actual face-to-face interview. So let's talk about the C group. So this is simul- sim- simultaneously, right? A group is conducting the face-to-face. B group is conducting um, is conducting the other uh, interview, and then the C group right now will be conducting um, the group activity. The group activity is just a simple group activity. They're going to start by making a little you know icebreaker, right? They're going to ask you where you're coming from again, and I think they're going to ask you what is if you have a place that you want to go, where is it? That's the question they usually ask. If you have a place in the world, where would you want to go and why? You don't have to go very fancy professional, right? You can use your um, your person like the real you got to answer with honesty like you can answer with honesty there is nothing wrong there you can answer in a way that you know it's you and it's actually what you want to do let's say for me i really want to take my mom to paris because it's the only country she always has you know mentioned to me to she wants to visit you know things like that but that's the introduction then you guys will be divided in depending on how many of you guys are you guys gonna be divided in three to four groups, right? And you guys gonna be giving a cart, and you gonna you guys gonna be given a set of sodas, soda canes, a sprite, diet coke, coke, and you guys gonna be given um, you know carafts, um, you know like simulating coffee stuff like that, cups, plastic cups, paper cups, and it's gonna simulate that you guys. Are you know building up the card as if you guys were flight attendants? The most important part here is not you being knowledgeable about the card. Instead, is you being able to work as a team player. And there is two things that you need to do as a team player. The number one, listen to me. The number one thing that you need to do as a team player is you gotta be a leader. You have to make sure that you give instructions as a leader but also at the same time right there you got to make sure that you're following other people's instructions so as a team player you got to be a a a leader but also you got to be a follower at the same time so a pretty example you can do is like you can say something you can pick up the um like the little paper that they gave you with instructions you can start reading the instructions you can say okay let's read the instruction uh we have a flight 230 uh 230 passengers all right, yada, yada, and then you pass it on to others, and they're going to start reading, and you guys can participate together. And then you guys going to, you know, work together, you know, to bring the car um, the way, you know, that they want you guys to do. Um, remember, things like, you know, if you see that there is a lot of kids in your as scenario, like there is a lot of kids, um, all you got to do there is obviously talk like verbally say oh we have a lot of kids what do we do or add more juice and soda and sprite and ginger ale something like that in case you guys have that available there um if you guys are going to vegas that's a sign that you guys will need a lot of alcohol a lot of you know coke for rum and coke for you know jack and coke things like that you guys can verbally mention things like that depending on the scenario that you guys have so nobody, not many people, does that. But I did it, and it worked out for me. At the end of that scenario, they will ask you guys, "What was your biggest contribution to the team, or how do you think you contribute? You contributed to the teamwork. You have to make sure that you mention things that you actually did that they already saw there, because they are there observing you. There's going to be two people observing you, and you have to make sure that you're telling them exactly." that you did and how you contributed to the team effort and how you guys did things together. Right? So make sure that you have a very good, honest answer. Um, don't be afraid. It's just, you know, asking you, how do you handle that group activity? And they want to see if you're not really, you know, entitled. If you're, you know, they ask you exactly how do you think your contribution, you contributed to the team? They don't want to see this ego type of person. They want to see a humble one that is talking about how every, everybody actually contributed to the team. And in the team effort, everything got finished up on time. Right. Which time is really important. You guys are going to have like 15 minutes, I guess, for that activity. So at the same time, you guys are doing this at the same time. But what's going to happen is that right now that you guys finish that activity, Group C, right, and Group A and Group B, depending on, um, you know, how how long it is, you guys going to rotate. So Group C will do um, the Q&A, uh, the one-on-one. Group B will do the um, group activity. And Group A will go to B. So it's going to be that rotation so a to b b to c and c to a that's how it's going to be so that's exactly where you go when you're going to expect there's two more things guys that you can expect inside the number one is that sometimes you will have that little break when um when the activity let's say if you're waiting for the one-on-one if your guys are like 20 right if your guys um the uh let's say the group a you guys are 20. They're going to divide you guys in, in 10, right? 10 people are going to go to the one-on-one, and 10, 10 people are going to wait out there seated. But the big group is going to be doing and conducting the actual um you know, Q&A section. You guys are going to be there. In that moment is your time as well for you to connect with that flight attendant that is conducting that part. There will be a flight attendant talking to you. Make a connection. Ask questions. Ask questions about the flight attendant. Ask questions about the flight attendant life. Ask them questions about, you know, commuting, reserve, anything that is related to the job. Ask personal questions. Like the point here is becoming visible to that particular or to those flight attendants that are going to be, you know, around you there. and. Become visible because any comment that they can say might help you. What happened to me was like, I was a big group, right? And then I happened to do the card. And then when I happened to do the one on one, I was a second group that did the one on one from work. We were like 20, something like that. And 10 were first, and I was a second, you know, group. And meanwhile, we were there, I was talking to the recruiters. Um, there was, in, there, This happened exactly when I got my CJO back then. And I remember that I was talking to them strategically and I was asking questions. By the time that we were like in a break, an actual break, I remember that one of the recruiters actually approached me and she even, you know, she was like smiling. Hey, Alexis, I see people talking about you. You have a great personality. Let me tell you, people love you here, whatever, yada, yada. And I was like really impressed. And it wasn't because I was like very loud and very, you know, like very this person that everybody would notice. It was because I, I was strategically making a connection. And even I was using my break times for me to make a huge connections with the interviewer. That was like my best strategy, like making a connection so they can remember me. I won't be pushy because I was talking to other candidates, right? I was using the break, talking to other candidates, but also I was like introducing other candidates to um, the recruiters and I was talking and I was just making sure that I become visible, And that I become, that I stand out, that I can, that they can remember me when they are making the decision. What are those flight attendants that we want to give the opportunity to work with us? Who are those? I want to be there. I want to be one of those ones. And if you don't believe that you can be one of those, I want you to repeat after me again. I believe in myself, and I have what they are looking for. Okay, guys, we have re- reached um, you know the end of this episode. I want to re- I want to do a little bit of recap. Remember, guys, that you're gonna go through um, a group activity. Uh, you guys are gonna go through q and A Q&A section and through a one on one section, depending on the group that you you know that you might be. Remember to get there early and remember right now if you haven't done so, go inside of your. Um, Go inside of your email and review that email that has the link. Go to the link and review and read that. You know as much as you can. Is that one that has the video first, and then you have you know the rest of the information. Once again, guys, thank you for the love and support. And want I want to give a shout out to one of you guys that actually left a pretty nice review inside of the podcast. This is for C Brooks. Um, this person says, "Excellent source." to not only help you prepare for the hiring process for flight attendant, but as well, what to expect from the career. Thanks so much, Alexis. I want to say thank you. Thank you very much for, you know, this uh, really nice review. Absolutely. I will continue, you know, providing you guys with a good work. Thank you guys. You guys know that I love you. I appreciate your time. If you haven't done so, go ahead and leave a review or leave a comment or, you know, do whatever that can help me continue to grow this podcast. Love you guys. Share this content and see you guys on the next episode. (music) Bye-bye.